My name is Dr. J. Thomas. This is Randomosity, Toledo's only vinyl radio show on Owens Community College Radio. It's a show that I've been very privileged to have for, well, let's see, we're in our fourth season now. So, uh, yeah, to, to say it's it's been uh, an interesting ride uh, to get to this point would, uh, <laughs> would be a dramatic understatement. Today's show is very special. It's a fall semester finale, so this will be the last new show you hear on Owens Community College Radio for not only the fall semester, but also for the year 2023. We'll be back in January, and stay tuned to our Facebook page for more information about that and and what all we're going to be doing today. It's a special show, like I said, because we're profiling something that's, uh, well, not holiday-related, it's not Christmas-related, Hanukkah-related. You could go down the list of all the different uh, religious holidays or holiday related items uh, that you typically get this time of year no no we're taking a complete left turn and what we're going to do today is profile a man by the name of frank zappa and the first amendment and what today's show uh, basically is going to encapsulate is not only the man and his work but also his thoughts feelings and also his um, fight for First Amendment rights, for not just freedom of speech, but freedom of expression. And, you know, it would be very easy for someone like me um, to speak on the man, because when I was growing up in the 80s and even into the early and throughout the entire decade of the 90s, even though Zappa passed away in December of 93, so it would have been 30 years ago this month, Zappa was a huge part of a lot of where I was going and a lot of what I was doing. I hung around a lot of musicians and a lot of artists and a lot of people who owned record stores. And Frank Zappa was a very prominent figure. He fought for all of that. He fought for artistic expression and thought and feeling. The man was very articulate, very intelligent. He was a musical genius in every aspect of the word. He didn't just compose rock and pop and jazz. He did orchestral music as well, and he was quite the composer. So I thought it would be only proper that I'm going to take a step back for today, and I'm going to let Frank himself speak on not just his career and his life and his thoughts on his music and and style, but also his thoughts on First Amendment rights and the freedom of expression and the freedom of speech and why we need this. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, this is Randomosity's special edition today. Frank Zappa and the First Amendment closing out the fall semester of 2023 right here on Owens Community College Radio. My name is Dr. J. Thomas. Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in. I'll believe you when I tell you that my song is really true. I want everyone to listen and believe it's about some little people from a long time ago. And all the things the neighbors didn't know. Early in the morning, Daddy Dinky went to work. Selling lamps and chairs to San Bernardino Squares And I still remember Mama with her apron and her pad Feeding all the boys at Ed's Cafe Whizzing and pasting and pooting through the day Ronnie helping Kenny helping burn his boots away And all the while on a shelf in the shed Kenny's little creatures on display Ronnie saves his noomies on a window in his room A marvel to be seen Dysentery green While Kenny and his buddies Had a game out in the back Let's make the water turn black We see them after school In a world of their own To some it might seem creepy What they do The neighbors on the right Sat and watched them every night I'll bet you'd do the same If they was you Whizzing and pasting And pooting through the day Ronnie helping Kenny Helping burn his boots away shelf in the shed, Kenny's little creatures on display. Ronnie's in the army now and Kenny's taking pills. Oh, how they yearn to see a bomber burn. Color flashing, thunder crashing, dynamite machine. Wait till the fire turns green. Wait till the fire turns green. Wait till the fire turns green. 
try to see if you can see this. Mr. Zampa has published his own warning and guarantee to go on record albums. What is this about, Frank? Well, can I read it, or would you read it, or...? All right, it says, This album contains material which a truly free society would neither fear nor suspress. In some socially retarded areas, religious fanatics and ultra-conservative political organizations violate your First Amendment rights by attempting to censor rock and roll albums. We feel this is unconstitutional and un-American. As an alternative to these government-supported programs designed to keep you docile and ignorant, Barking Pumpkin is pleased to provide stimulating digital audio entertainment for those of you who have outgrown the ordinary. The language and concepts contained herein are guaranteed not to cause eternal torment in the place where the guy with the horns and the pointed stick conducts his business. This guarantee is as real as the threats of the video fundamentalists who use attacks on rock music in their attempt to transform America into a nation of check-mailing nincompoops in the name of Jesus Christ. If there is a hell, its fires wait for them, not us. You sound angry, Frank. Well, I am. At. Uh, I resent encroachments on the First Amendment because I'm a constitutional fundamentalist. And these encroachments are taking place how? Well, they take place every day, but especially since the Reagan administration has taken power, I believe he must owe an awful lot to the group of video evangelists that he uh, does business with. Because they're talking about rock music and lyrics and what's on records and what kids are listening to. It's not just that, because the influence of fundamental fundamentalist theory, let's call it, in American politics is, I think, beyond the limit of what the government should tolerate in terms of church meddling. After all, these people pay no taxes. They're getting a free ride. The IRS can't look at their books. And you've got a president that owes them a lot because they use their television stations to help get him in. But they have a right of free speech, which of you course, would defend. I, I defend. And they have a right to say, I think Frank Zappa's lyrics are bad. Of course. Okay. But they well, do not have a right to pass legislation or influence legislation which influences my life or the lives of people who don't agree with their point of view just because they've got an inn in Washington, D.C. And they keep putting up the smoke screen about government meddling in religion but really it's religion meddling in government because of the economic influence there. Now, what is their goal, do you think? They want to ban albums? No, their goal is to take over the United States the same way the Ayatollah took over Iran. You believe that? I believe it. But in the, in the music area, what is their goal? Their goal, well, they're using the... Um, right now you have a cotton candy news story about censorship of rock lyrics. They want to rate rock albums, not country and western albums, that, because country and western music is like God's music. So you don't touch that. But any rock and roll album that has uh, lyrics that describe explicit sex, body function, violence, what they call Satanism, all this, uh, they want to put labels on it. Like movie ratings? Like movie ratings, yes. So that the parent would say, this has a B, don't buy this. Mm, it would, well, it's not like a B. They have for drugs and alcohol, they have a D slash A. All right. And we all know the country and western songs are full of drugs and alcohol and divorce. And, uh, you know, uh, but it wouldn't affect country western. Well, how do you know that? If because I, I debated a woman named Candy Stroud on the CBS uh, Night Watch uh, Sunday night debate, which will air next Sunday. And I asked her that question on the air. She said no. It would not be in country western, only rock. That's right. Dreamed I was an Eskimo. Frozen wind began to blow. My mama cried. And my mama cried. Watch out where the huskies go, don't you eat that yellow snow. Watch out where the huskies go, don't you eat that yellow snow. Right about that time, people, a fur trapper who was strictly from commercial. Strictly commercial. Had the unmitigated audacity to jump up from behind my igloo. And he started in the whipping on my favorite baby seal. 
with a lead-filled snowshoe That got me just about as evil as an Eskimo boy can be So I bent down and I reached down and I scooped down And I gathered up a generous mitten full of the deadly Yellow snow The deadly yellow snow from right there where the huskies go Whereupon I proceeded to take that mitten full of the deadly yellow snow crystals and rub it all into his beady little eyes with a vigorous circular motion hitherto unknown to the people in this area, but destined to take the place of the mud shark in your mythology. Here it goes now, the circular motion, rub it! And then, in a fit of anger, I... And I pounced again. Great googly moogly. Well, he was very upset, as you can understand. And rightly so, because the deadly yellow snow crystals had deprived him of his sight. And he stood up, and he looked around, and he said, Stuffed it in my right eye. He took a dog do snow cone and stuffed it in my other eye. And the husky wee wee, I mean the doggy wee wee, has blinded me. And I can't see temporarily. I think that television is very sick. And I think that the people who watch it are infected by television. And I think that they're being victimized and they don't even know it. You're being victimized right now. Do you know it? Well, you're being victimized, for example, to think, as my children do, I think, naturally, that it's okay to hit a guy with your fist because they do it all the time. That's right. Nobody's hurt. That's right. Settle something by pulling a gun and shooting you dead. But it's not okay to make love to anybody else because you don't see that on television. Or you don't even say a dirty word. Well, what do you mean, a dirty word? I Mm -hmm. think it's absurd to imagine that, well, let's go back a little further. I heard that the professor at the Wayne University in Detroit has done a study of profanity in the English language, and he has discovered that uh, statistically the three most popular words in the English language, especially in the United States, are uh, 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 uh. and uh, <laughs> let's save you trouble pushing a button upstairs and. Uh, I think that it's amazing that so many people ascribe magical properties to these words. You know, like, these four-letter words can really, you know, do something bad to you, and everybody says it. Don't you think, uh, in a way, Frank, that it takes, it takes a lively sense of guilt to make sin fun or enjoyable? That uh, North American society has discovered a great new way to make life enjoyable, like make, give you a sense of guilt about everything, and then everything is potentially yeah. interesting. Exotic. Well, I, I can't uh, project into the concept of sin. I don't like that. I think it's absurd. Yeah, well, sin is whatever society decides. I mean, yeah. society in Japan declares that looking at the back of a girl's neck is sinful. Then That's everybody's it. turned on by looking at the back of a girl's neck. And uh, society decides for itself what, what will be sinful. Yeah, well, the worst part of all this is while well, society is being duped by all these... Uh, maneuvers. They have so little chance of escaping that cycle, you know. They just can't get out of it. They'll just keep on being fooled. The mystery man came over and he said, I'm out of sight. He said, for a nominal service charge, I could reach Nirvana tonight. If I was ready, willing, and able to pay him his regular fee, he would drop all the rest of affairs and devote his attention to me but I said now who you jiving with that cosmic
fellow, but it'll cure your asthma too. And I said,
I said they got a mystery Turn your Peter Green down to France Say down to France Down to France so look, I saw the color. I, it, it looked just like it, it was way on down. And then it turned way on down. I was down to France. Oh yes, it was. Listen, look, they got some coffee eating right through the cup. And when you go gaga, they make you stand up down in France. That's where it's located. I'm down in France. Now, now listen, I, I got one time and then I heard. And then I went That was down in France Now listen If you're not careful And stick to your cheek You smell like a native For a couple of weeks Down in France Something smelling out here Down in France That's where it was Listen, I, I smelled it, it went And then it smelled like That was down in France smell in front of him. Oh, smell your harmonica. Go on, smell it, son. Uh-huh. Oh, you know. Uh-huh. They're coming too, I think, yeah. Uh, we cannot wait. Till we go back, get so excited when the poodle react in France. Uh, a roof uh, down in France. I'm talking about Bow Wow. Uh huh. See, uh, they they bark and then they kind of never try to get your police up in France. You're listening to Randomosity with Dr. J. Thomas. And this is Toledo's only vinyl radio show. Well, I think these hearings uh, should not have been held if we're not considering legislation or regulations at this time. I emphasized earlier that they might follow. I simply want to say to you that I suspect that unless the industry, quote, cleans up their act, and I use that end quote word again, uh, there is likely to be legislation, and it seems to me that it would not be too far removed from reality or too offensive to anyone if you could follow the general guidelines, uh, right, wrong, or indifferent, that uh, are now in place with regard to the movie industry. Well, I would object to that. I think that, uh, first of all, I believe it was you who asked the question of uh, Mrs. Gore whether there was any other indication on the album as to the contents. And I would say that a buzzsaw blade between a guy's legs on the album cover is a good indication that it's not for little Johnny. I'm just hearing the latter part of it. I, I hear that you say that perhaps we could print the words, and I think that's a good suggestion. But it is unfair to have it rated. Now, it's not considered unfair in the movie industry, and I want you to elaborate. I don't want to belabor you, but why is it unfair? I mean, it's, it's accurate, isn't it? I mean, Well, I don't know whether it is accurate, because they sometimes have trouble deciding how a film gets to be an X or an R or whatever. And uh, you have two problems. One is the, the quantity of material, 325 films per year versus 25,000 four-minute songs per year. Okay, You also have the problem that an album is a compilation of different types of cuts. If one song on the album is sexually explicit and all the rest of it sounds like Pat Boone, what do you get on the album? How are you going to rate it? You know, there are little technical difficulties here. And also you have the problem of having somebody in the position of deciding what's good, what's bad, what's talking about the devil, what's too violent, and you know, and the rest of that stuff. But the point that I made before is that when you rate the album, you're rating the individual because he takes personal responsibility for the music, and in the movies, the actors who are performing in the movie, uh, it doesn't hurt them. You're listening to Randomosity with Dr. J. Thomas, and this is Toledo's only vinyl radio show. Vinyl radio show. Here's underground hits carried such classic titles as Susie Cream Cheese, Brown Shoes Don't Make It, and Call Any Vegetable, plus several with lyrics that we'd have trouble quoting. In the early 70s, Zappa and his group were banned from the Royal Albert Hall in London in a dispute over obscenity. Frank Zappa joins us now live in our Los Angeles bureau. Frank, give me a sense of limits. Are there any? 
Well, first of all, I have to correct something you just said. The suit with the Royal Albert Hall was a breach of contract suit, not an obscenity suit. Okay. okay. Now let's now let's move to the subject at hand. Uh, are there limits? Yeah. Well, should, uh, should there be any kind of limits? Um, yes, I think there should. And uh, those limits that you're talking about for sexual information for children are a matter for parents to decide for themselves. So if parents want to have a better sense, something that in one form or another makes them better educated to make that kind of choice, why stand in the way of it? Because uh, what the PM PMRC is suggesting in terms of remedies for the problem are roughly the equivalent of saying, well, this man has dandruff, so we're going to cure it by cutting his head off. Their, their proposals are really dumb if you take away the, the uh, aroma and look at the mechanics of what they are and they're also very dangerous in terms of uh, what they can lead to for violating your right to free speech your right to assemble because they want to apply the same ratings to live concerts and uh, the right to due process for people for example if you're a songwriter and you have a song included on an album that gets an X and through no fault of your own the album is banned from stores or the sales of it are uh, impinged on in some way you don't have a chance. Uh, the analogy you draw is a colorful one, but why is it any different, for example, than rating movies and saying if you are below a certain age, you can't go to see such and such a movie unless accompanied by adult, and in some cases not at all, unless you are of a certain age? Well, I think that in, in law, when they deal with matters pertaining to the First Amendment, that a lawyer told me this, that you're supposed to look for the least restrictive option. And in this case, the least restrictive option would be this, to realize that rock and roll is not written or performed for people with conservative taste. And there's no reason why the morals or the taste buds of somebody who's married to a DC superstar should be a model to impinge on the rights of people who are not children. Hey there, people, I'm Bobby Brown. They say I'm the cutest boy in town My car is fast, my teeth is shiny I tell all the girls they can kiss my hiney Here I am at a famous school I'm dressing sharp and I'm acting cool I got a cheerleader here wants to help with my paper Let her do all the work and maybe later I'll meet her Oh God, I am the American dream I do not think I'm too extreme And I'm a handsome son of a bitch I'm gonna get a good job and be real rich Women's liberation Came creeping all across the nation I tell you people, I was not ready When I fucked this guy by the name of Freddie speech then all she tried to make me say when she had my balls in a vice but she left the dick i guess it's still hooked on but now it's reached too quick oh god i am the american dream but now i smell like vaseline and i'm a miserable son of a bitch am i a boy or a lady i don't know Wonder, wonder, wonder. So I went out and bought me a leisure suit I jingled my change, but I'm still kinda cute Got a job doing radio promo And none of the jocks can even tell I'm on home Eventually me and a friend Sorta drifted along into S&M I can take about an hour on the Tower of Power as long as I get a little golden twine Oh God, I am the American dream With a spindle up my butt till it makes me scream And I'll do anything to get ahead I'll lay awake nights saying thank you, Fred Oh God, oh God, I'm so fantastic Thanks to Freddy, I'm a sexual spastic And my name is Bobby Brown Watch me now and my name is Bobby Brown Watch me now, I'm going down And my name is Bobby Brown Watch me now, I'm going down <laughs> yeah, I, I knew you'd be surprised I think the 
actual printing of the uh, content itself is perhaps even better than reading. Let everyone else decide for themselves. I think you should leave it up to the parent because not all parents want to keep their children totally ignorant. Well, what, yeah, you and I would differ on what's ignorance and educated. I can see that, but... Uh, no, I happen to think I, that I you're very educated. I can't it was there, and they see what they're buying, and mm -hmm. I think that would be a step in the right direction, but uh, Senator Exxon has pointed out uh, whereby the primary movers here in this particular regard are not looking for legislation or regulations. Uh, that's our function. And uh, to be perfectly candid with you, I would look for regulations, uh, some kind of uh, legislation, if it could be constitutionally accomplished, uh, unless, of course, we have these initiatives from the industry itself. And I think your suggestion is a good one, that they print those words. That would go a long way to satisfying everyone's objections, I think. All we have to do is find out how it's going to be paid for. Good enough. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Senator Hawkins. You have four children? Yes. Pardon me? Four children. Four children. Have you ever purchased toys for those children? No, my wife does. Well, I might tell you that if you were to go in a toy store, which is very educational for fathers, by the way, it's not a maternal responsibility to buy toys for children, that you may look on the box, and the box says this is suitable for five to seven years of age or 8 to 15 or 15 and above to give you some guidance for a toy for a child. Do you object to that? In a way, I do. Because that means that somebody in an office someplace is tell making a decision about how smart my child is. <laughs> I'd be interested to see what toys your kids ever had. Why would you be interested? Just as a point of interest in this. Uh, well, come on over to the house. I'll show them to you. <laughs> really? I, I might do that. Well, I'm about to get upset. Watching my TV. Checking out the news until my eyeballs fail to see. I mean, to say that every day is just another rotten mess. And when it's gonna change, my friend, is anybody's guess. So I'm watching and I'm waiting, hoping for the best. Even think I go to pray every time I hear them saying that there's no way to delay that trouble coming every day. No way to delay that trouble coming every day. Wednesday I watched the riot, I seen the cops out on the street Watch them throwing rocks and stuff and choking in the heat Listen to reports about the whiskey passing round Seen the smoke and fire and the market burning down Watch while everybody on your street would take a turn The stomping, smashing, bashing, crashing, slashing, busting, burn And I'm watching it, I'm waiting Hoping for the best, even think I go to prayer. Every time I hear them saying that there's no way to delay that trouble coming every day. No way to delay that trouble coming every day. You can heat it, cause baby I don't need it Take your TV tube and eat it And all that phony stuff on sports And all the unconfirmed reports You know I watch that rotten box Until my head began to hurt From checking out the way the newsmen say they get the dirt Before all the guys on channel so and so And further they assert That any show they'll interrupt To bring you news if it comes up They say that if the place blows up They will be the first to tell Cause the boys they got downtown Are working hard and doing swell And if anybody gets the news Before it hits the street They say that no one blabs it faster Their coverage can't be beat and if another woman driver gets machine gun from a seat, they'll send some joker with a brownie and you'll see it all complete. So I'm watching and I'm waiting, hoping for the best. Even think I go to praying every time I hear them saying that there's no way to delay that trouble coming every day. 
No way to delay that trouble coming every day. Hey, you know something, people? I'm not black, but there's a whole lot of times I wish I could say I'm not white. Well, I've seen the fires burning and the local people turning on the merchants and the shops who used to sell their brooms and mops and every other household item. Watch a mob just turn and bite them and they say it served them right because a few of them were white. And it's the same across the nation, black and white discrimination. Yeah, and you can't understand me and all that other jazz they hand me in the papers and TV and all that mass stupidity that seems to grow more every day. These timey Hear something it would say You want to go and do your in Cause the color of your skin Just don't appeal to him No matter if it's black or white Because he's out for blood tonight Sit around at home and watch this thing begin But I'll bet there won't be many live to see it really end Cause the fire in the street ain't like the fire in the heart And in the eyes of all these people Don't you know that this could start on any street in any town In any state if any clown decides that now's the time to fight For some ideally thinks is right And if a million more agree there ain't no great society As it applies to you and me Our country isn't free, and the law refused to see if all that you can ever be is just a lousy janitor. And unless your uncle owns a store, you know that five and every four just won't amount to nothing more. They'll watch the rats go across the floor and make up songs about being poor. Blow your harmonica, son. You're listening to Randomosity with Dr. J. Thomas. And this is Toledo's only vinyl radio show. Welcome back to the program. My next two guests are the first father and daughter team we've ever had on this television program. The father made a name for himself in the late 60s as the leader of the Mothers of Invention. And the daughter, certainly. You can applaud that. Absolutely. Uh, the daughter is currently making a name for herself as the person who introduced Valley Girls to the rest of the world. Please welcome Frank and Moon Zappa. You folks, uh, you in particular, I'm guessing, Frank, have quite a following here in the audience, and we're very pleased to have you. Uh, now, tell me about the, your father as a, as a father. I mean, he is a, a musical and um, sociological phenomenon and a legend and a little strange, or at least <laughs> it used to present himself that way. What was he, or what is he like around the house? And Well, you know, the usual sadomasochism. No, he's, he's a normal guy. I mean, <laughs> really. This uh, collaboration between the two of you, have you ever worked together before on a project? Yeah, on the last album. Uh-huh. Uh, and that was the one before the, the single that's so popular now? That's right. Yeah, and do you want to be a singer, Moon? No. I want to uh, be an actress. I'm looking at scripts now. Uh, I can sing if, if uh, it's necessary. <laughs> I'd like to do a musical or a Hawaiian Punch commercial or perhaps... <laughs> <laughs> Me too. How about you? <laughs> perhaps be an Encino housewife. Uh -huh. Explain to us again. I'm, uh, you must be tired of this explanation, but tell us about how this uh, came to be. Either one of you. This is a toss-up question for 20 points. Oh, well. Um, I was qualified for the job, and, uh, you know, I've been to parties, bar mitzvahs. I know what I'm doing, so... <laughs> now, now by, by qualified for the job, you mean this song is about your peer group, right, essentially? 
Uh, well, anybody who uh, knows what the valley's about and uh, you've been there. I have been to the San and Fernando Valley. And experiences it and uh, can let others experience it as well. Uh huh. And and what is it about? To share with the world. Yeah. What in in your estimation? What is the valley about, Frank? Well, you see, I don't want to break a the hearts of a lot of people who really like this record because <laughs> I hate the San Fernando Valley. I mean, it's perhaps one of the most disgusting places on the face of the earth. And I wrote this song about the values of the people in the San Fernando Valley. Uh -huh. But it turned out to be cute, and so everybody thinks it's cute. Okay, it's a nice, cute record. <laughs> uh, now, for, now, for people who may not know what, uh, if you could just uh, talk like uh, these people talk, do you mind? Or, or Sell them some real estate. Well, like, okay, take this house over here, for example. You notice it's got, like, a little picket fence. It's so cute. There's, like, vines growing over everything. I don't know what the flowers are called, but, like, they're so awesome. <laughs> Honest. I'm getting my braces off you, Nick. 
but I have to wear a retainer. That's gonna be really like a total bummer. I'm freaking out. I'm sure. Like those things that like stick in your mouth are so gross. You gotta get saliva all over them. But like, I don't know, it's gonna be cool, you know? I'll buy some like see my smile. It'll be like really cool. Except my like teeth are like too small. But no biggie. So awesome. It's like tubular, you know? Well, I'm not like really ugly or anything. It's just like, I don't know. You know me, I'm like into the like the clean stuff like Pac-Man and like, I don't know, like my mother like makes me do the dishes, it's like so gross, like all the stuff like sticks to the plate and it's like, it's like somebody else's food, you know, it's like grody, grody to the max, I'm sure, it's like really nauseating, like bark out, gag me with the spoon, gross, I am sure. <laughs> Totally. On air, online, anytime, on demand, at your fingertips. Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Podbean, Audible on Amazon. You can also find us on Player FM and on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash randomosity podcast. And X, formerly known as Twitter, randomosity, T-O-L. Randomosity, Toledo's only vinyl radio show, is a production of randomosity podcast, LLC, copyright 2023 2024. No portion of this program may be rebroadcast, retransmitted, or reproduced without the express written consent of Randomosity Podcast LLC and this station. Come back in January for all new shows and stay tuned to our Facebook page for more information on what those will be and when they will be starting. All right. My name is Dr. J. Thomas. You've been listening to Randomosity right here on Owens Community College Radio. We are Toledo's only vinyl radio show. And ladies and gentlemen, the doctor has left the office. See ya in 2024. The Muffin Man is seated at the table in the laboratory of the Utility Muffin Research Kitchen. Reaching for an oversized chrome spoon, he gathers an intimate quantity of dried muffin remnants. And brushing his scapular aside, proceeds to dump these inside of his shirt. He turns to us and speaks. Some people like cupcakes better. I, for one, care less for them. Arrogantly twisting the sterile canvas snoot of a fully charged icing anointment utensil, he puts forth a quarter-ounce green rosette. <laughs> Try that again. He puts forth a quarter-ounce green rosette near the summit of a dense but radiant muffin of his own design. Later, he says, Some people, some people, <laughs> like cupcakes exclusively, while myself, I say, there is not, nor ought there be, nothing so exalted on the face of God's gray earth as that prince of foods, the muffin. But it was a muffin He hung around till he found that it didn't hold nothing Girl, you thought it was a man, but it only was a puffin No cries was heard in the night as a result of him stuffing
trombone, Napoleon Murphy Brock on tenor sax and lead vocals, Terry Bozio on drums, Tom Fowler on bass, Denny Wally on slide, George Duke on keyboards, Captain Beefheart on vocals and soprano sax and madness. Thank you very much for coming to the concert tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. Good night, Austin, Texas, wherever you are.